Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 1 Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates both day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But for the Lord knows for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Genesis chapter thirty nine verses one through twenty three. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had brought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. He was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, and he made him overseer of his house, and put him in charge of all that he had had. From the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had, in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after a time his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her, to lie beside her or be with her. But one day, when he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house were there in the house, she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. And as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought us brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came in to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And as soon as he heard that, I lifted up my voice and cried out. And he left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Then she laid up his garment by her until his master came home. And she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant, whom you have brought brought among us, came in to me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, This is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled, and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. 
Philippians chapter 2, verses 25 through 30. I thought it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you, longing for you all, and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Good morning, and welcome to the 13th Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 1, Genesis 39, and Philippians 2. And it was an interesting combination, um, because Philippians, the church in Philippi, in the city of Philippi, is where the jailer, Desmophylax, um, who I call Des, is uh, converted by Saul after Lydia is converted. Both Lydia and Des are probably military-related. Lydia deals in purple, and the 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 high value and um, importance of purple dye probably made uh, meant that she got into that business either through a dead husband or a father who was in the military. And then Des, the keeper of the prison, made me think frequently about Joseph and how those words might be uh, interacting in the Septuagint, the Greek uh, Old Testament. Um, you know, putting him in the prison, and then Joseph becomes the keeper of the prison, basically the Desmophylax. I don't know if it's the same word. It might also be uh, overseer, which is said earlier, might be the Greek episkopos, which we talked about the other day, uh, which in the New Testament is bishop. And so the bishop is kind of like the keeper of the prison that we call <laughs> that we call the church. Um, but uh, Philippians... <clears throat> has this appearance here of this very rare word, fellow soldier, in English. In Greek, it's sustratiotis, which means fellow soldier. Stratiotis is one who uh, assembles, stratos, um, and then sis or sus is uh, a co-person who does that, battle buddy, literally a battle buddy. And uh, the, the, in the wider Greek literature, uh, in the ancient world, around the first and second century, um, this word appears almost exclusively, according to Nathan Leach, a scholar in Texas, Canada, I can't remember. Um, he suggests that um, the uh, no, it may not be Nathan Leach. I can't remember now. Um, he suggests that you know it only really ever appears in soldiers writing back and forth to each other. And they refer to themselves and each other as my fellow soldier, you know, which is a literal battle buddy. Saul is aware of this, and he uses it here in Philippi, which is a military community. He's pulling on all these strings that he can find that make uh, the community there feel an affinity with him, not just as a Christian or a Jewish Christian or whatever the early church was calling itself, the way. Um, but also he's making the case that he is a general 
commanding troops and, and arranging, you know, battlefield plans. And it appears elsewhere in like Corinthians, he really kind of plays on this military imagery. But in Philippi, he has to be careful. He has to use it not so much in a, uh, a caricature. He needs to use it accurately. He, uses it, he needs to use it carefully because it's a military audience and he knows it. Philippi is uh, uh, a unique city that was ruled by uh, two men, duo weary, uh, who were appointed directly from Rome. And they didn't follow the provincial laws. They followed the municipal code of Rome, even though they were in Asia Minor. It's also this, uh, the site of the Liberator Civil War where the Republican died uh, with Brutus, Cassius, and uh, I can't remember Brutus's um, comrade, but um, they were killed by Mark Antony and Octavian, the, the next emperors. Um, <clears throat> and so it's a really important city for the imperial cult. And so the, the loyalty uh, of soldiers and veterans would have been heightened in Philippi. And so Saul knows who he's dealing with. He knows the language that he can employ to kind of uh, align himself with others that he might not otherwise be aligned with. Um, and he does that with this word, fellow soldier. And what makes Epaphroditus a fellow soldier what Paul thinks is integral to being a soldier is that he nearly dies for the work of Christ. It's not killing that makes you a soldier. It's dying in furtherance of some mission. <clears throat> for Christians, it's the work of Christ. And Epaphroditus um, nearly dies for the work of Christ, making him a fellow soldier, not only with the Philippians, but also with Saul. Saul talks frequently about his chains and his, his sufferings, and he hasn't died, but he may think that he's nearly died, and so that makes him a soldier of Christ. Um, and so soldiers who are accustomed to fighting and dying for Rome, there's a lot of uh, nuance and kind of keywords that Saul uses to build affinity between himself and the church and the, the Christians in Philippi and the, the budding church in Philippi meeting probably in Lydia's house, which is where um, Paul goes to stay and where <clears throat> um, where Des, the, the jailer, probably um, is familiar with. They're probably two of the earliest Christians in Philippi. Des is, in, uh, they're both in Acts 16, I think, actually. Um, and so it's this really important passage um, for Marshall, uh, Marshall Hermeneutic because it gets at the heart of what, you know, Saul, who's kind of crafting the structure and the organization of the early church, um, Philippi was integral to that. There's a lot of money, and so he had a lot of support, and so he had to he had to make certain accommodations. He had to be, you know, a, a negotiator. Um, and so he, uh, he doesn't have any problem with military service, but wait, what makes military service military service is that willingness to die in, a, in furtherance of your mission. And for the church, that's the work of Christ. Um, and Saul doesn't really get into the cult of martyrs all that much, um, but it's certainly a, an important part of the, the second century church and through the fourth century, fifth century or so. Um, and so that it lay, it's laying the foundation, whether Saul knows it or not, for this... Um, confluence of military service 
and Christian faith. A prayer for those who suffer for the sake of conscience from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, our Father, whose Son forgave his enemies while he was suffering shame and death, strengthen those who suffer for the sake of conscience. When they are accused, save them from speaking and hate. When they are rejected, save them from bitterness. When they are imprisoned, save them from despair. And to us, your servants, give grace to respect their witness and to discern the truth, that our society may be cleansed and strengthened. This we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our merciful and righteous judge. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.